2: Hey, Chicago, what do you say? Baseball is back. This is the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by PointsBet. Use a promo code CHGO when you sign up to live your bet life. Luke Stuckmeyer here with Cody DelMendo, Ryan Herrera, our guest. Max Bain, Cubs prospect, will join us in a little bit, but we didn't expect this this afternoon. Out of nowhere, threw the whole (laughs) show into a scramble. Baseball is back. The lockout is over. They did it before it hit 100. (sighs) 99 days for the lockout. They finally got it figured out, and it looks like players will start reporting real quickly. We're going to have spring training games coming before, uh, I say they're saying like the 20th, 18, 19, 20 of March. But I mean, this is just. It's incredible, Luke. Finally. This is a great day to be in the
3: CHGO studios. Yeah, it's, it's, it's <laughs> this great... is awesome. Enough of that.
4: You're shaking the camera. Yeah, easy, <laughs> I'm easy. I'm sorry.
3: I'm freaking lit I am so excited we uh, finally get to watch this team we can finally talk about what the Cubs can finally do and actually go and do it starting
2: tonight yeah I was talking sorry for yelling I'm, I'm to Cody's gonna hammer the malort tonight <laughs> there, I <yeah>. can tell <laughs> a lot of malort
0: no I was telling Cody that I was like in the process of writing up an article like talking crap about how the lockout's still going now we should have agreed to a deal yesterday yeah. Yeah. stuff like that I just had to wait a day I guess I just had to wait one day baseball's back you know, free agency starts tonight. Apparently, like it's, mm-hmm. it's all coming at us, and this is like the most excited I've been in like four I'm months. Curious
3: to know how many like articles like that people had in the drafts that they just trashed after. Oh, yeah, just like, control
0: the news. Alt Delete. Yeah. yeah, probably probably plenty <laughs> of them.
2: Players vote. John Heyman just said players vote is twenty six to twelve in favor. Baseball will be back. That was one of the first tweets we saw come out. Yep, and that sent everybody scrambling to Twitter. Everybody going to social media to find out what else was going to happen. <clears throat> That's going to continue probably tonight when free agency begins mm-hmm. and people are going to be up all night long just kind of eyeballing their phone and their yeah. laptops and their iPads and all those it's things. Gonna, cause it's going to go back to like, – Yeah, there it is. Up. That's yeah. the horn that was supposed to go off, Joey. <laughs>
3: That's, uh, it's going to be like the, like the three days before the lockout began where yeah. teams were kind of scrambling to sign some people before it happened. Now with what? Three, like a month, I guess, before less than a month. Three and honestly. a half spring, tra- three yeah. and a half weeks of spring training. Right, they're saying. like with less than a month, these teams, the Cubs, Jed, he should be on the phone calling a handful of people, yeah. two handfuls of people.
2: He has to be on the phone right now,
3: yeah. right? It has As to we be. speak, he better be on the phone right, right now.
0: <laughs> so. Yesterday, and I I got this idea from Brandon. Marcellus, says, "Can't wait to freeze my ass off." April seventh in my seat. <laughs> Hell yeah, that's the, that's, that's, the, that's right. opening day. That's, that's Brewers. The, yeah, the reported opening day will be Brewers. It was supposed to be the fourteenth. Like yesterday, right. when they took they you know they pulled the next two series or whatever. Yeah, it was the fourteenth that was going to be opening day in Colorado. But I guess they're moving moving it back up a week, and we're uh, we're gonna get Cubs opening day at Wrigley against the Brewers on April seventh.
2: Right, the games that were taken away and. Wiped off the calendar are magically back. Uh, they're going to play an extra three days on the schedule. There's going to be about three or four double headers for teams to try and make up the other games. So it's the full 162. And hopefully the players and the owners got what they wanted. We've got five years, hopefully now, of none of this junk. Like like it's it's over finally. Just play baseball. Give us baseball peace, and go out and play. And hopefully. Uh, let's get a Cubs World Series in this five years of baseball piece. That's what that's oh, right. what I would really love to see.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, Jordan Stevens wants to know: Does beer money is that also making a comeback this year? Now that baseball's back.
2: Uh, you know, I I haven't broached that with the powers that be here yet, <laughs> but like right now we've got optimum hype for Cubs fans around Wrigley. This is the time to really get Me some good characters can just, on beer uh, money. Go
3: down to Wrigley. Uh, pregame and we'll just start asking people random questions and you know maybe maybe that's what we do Uh,
2: we're gonna do something (laughs) Uh, we're gonna plan some things out it's gonna be fun around Wrigley Field Um, you know we hope to see people out around Wrigley Field right with this spring training only being three and a half weeks that window to sign guys is like 10 days right like 10 days this will be the craziest free agent period in baseball history I mean it's got to be laser-fast for these guys to sign. So, you know, right away you're thinking, what are they going to do, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, we've got rules and and we could talk about the money, but as a fan, what I want to know is, okay, who's going to be on the roster when the team starts now? Who's going to be at spring training? They got Marcus Stroman. That was great. Who else right. is coming? You know, that, that wet the beak a little bit. We got a little excited before the lockout, yeah. then the lockout hits. Now, who do they add to the team? And I know, Cody, you're big on this. You say... Go all in, you know. Oh. If you're if you're gonna if you're gonna dip your foot in the pool with one foot and get Marcus Stroman, go after yeah. it. And and Stroman's the first guy to go out and tweet right on the Cubs roster and say, "Come through, let's have Wrigley jumping for my dog, jumping my dog." My bad. Uh, <laughs> to Carlos, to Carlos Correa, right? So yes. Listen, Cubs fans, they were singing about him at Christmas time. Right, they were singing Christmas carols in his name. They were asking Santa Carlos, Correa Carlos Correa was Correa the only reason,
3: reason getting Cubs fans through the lockout. Like the, the, the like the hope, the, the
0: thought, right? Or even you know? like some other like Wrigley reunions. Those like that. Those, yeah. those little pieces of like potential was like right. Yeah,
2: right. I gotta tell you, I thought that was totally a pipe dream, and I. But when a guy on the team tweets it, something like the, something about that makes you want to say he knows something yeah. he's talked to correa yeah. he knows what's going on he knows the cubs have made an offer mm-hmm. isn't that isn't that what your heart's like your heart's beating in your chest and you're like yeah. wait a minute like most of the cubs <laughs> most of the cubs shortstops in the organization are young like they've got some guys christian hernandez they've got mm-hmm. ed howard they've got guys lined up to come in and take mm-hmm. that spot but not right now right. No. you know right now it's it's nico horner who's a nice prospect but you can move nico back to second we got
0: Nick Madrigal. You can can move Nico to the outfield, too.
2: You can move him all over the place, but if you can get Carlos Correa and put him at short, you don't worry about where you're playing Nico Horner.
0: Yeah. Right? Not at all. I'm just, I'm so excited. Like, this is going back to this free agency. You you mentioned how hectic it's going to (laughs) be. Like the NBA feels like they do it right every year because you know they have their their, their hard caps so, and they have max contracts. Yeah. So they're not just constant negotiations and, and trying to one up each other. It's like once you get to that max contract, you can't offer any more. And that's why guys are signing the, or the every guy signs in that like moratorium period basketball right, has. Right, right, Baseball doesn't really have that, and you see like contract negotiations go on all the entire offseason, it's gonna be awesome. You got you said what, like 10 days probably. Of a, of a free agency it Maybe can't be longer more, than 2 weeks.
2: You don't want guys showing up with yeah. a week of spring training.
0: So a few a couple weeks of free agency for baseball is going to be as hectic, hectic as it's ever been. I'm excited for that. Yeah,
3: man. Like like you said, Luke, like I think the if you sign Marcus Stroman, you got to I'm not saying we need to go all in to go win the World Series, but we need to we need to do enough to put a competitive team out there that is going to at least compete for a wild card spot because what hap- what's happened over the last three years where the Rickets haven't really spent and you had all these distractions with the contracts with Chris Bryant, Javi Baez, Anthony Rizzo, and yeah, Wilson Contreras still. Like, you put a winning product out there, people forget that stuff, and you move on. Well, you, and then you make a signing like Marcus Stroman. If you don't do anything else major after that, what's the point? And to me, Marcus Stroman's at a point in his career where he wants to win. Yeah. So – I don't think he just signed with the Cubs for money. I think the Cubs are like we're trying to build this thing faster than what many expect. Mm-hmm. And you know, we saw some guys play way better than we expected at the end of last year. You know, Frank Schwindel, Patrick Wisdom had his moments, and a bunch of other guys too. They're nice complimentary pieces, but we got to get a few more guys to that you what you know you're going to get for get from on the field to go with those guys, and then you can kind of round out and really start to think about what this team can do. That's why when people ask me, well, where are the Cubs going to be next year? Well, during this lockout, I don't know, because I (laughs) genuinely believe they're going to do more. Right. So
2: What's the other side of the coin?
4: Give us Jake wants to know.
2: But Jake, you're killing my buzz, man. Mm -hmm. Let me have my Cubby Kool-Aid right now. Let me think big and that any move they make is going to be a good one. I don't want to think about the possibility of them Trading Wilson Contreras in the next 10 days. That's not something I want to consider. I want to consider them adding to this group and still having the core of these young players that are super exciting be ready to come up and add to it at some point, you know, even if that's a couple years. But in the meantime, give us a taste. Keep us in there. The division's winnable. Mm Mm-hmm. The division's winnable. Exactly. That's another 12 teams in the playoffs, let's go. You never know what's going to happen.
3: One of the main reasons why I stand by this is that the division, there really is no one that's going to run away with it. It's been like that, honestly, since the Cubs won the World Series. Yeah, Like, it's been very competitive since 2017. And with Wilson Contreras, I mean, when the lockout began, I was, like, wishing that they would have been able to extend him before then, but – Instead of trading him, they should be thinking about extending him as well as, you know, picking up some guys to, to go with him because you're not going to find a better catcher on the market, and you already got really nice pieces in your on your farm system now, so trading him for prospects is, is kind of sending a message of the opposite of why you would sign Marcus Stroman, mm-hmm. which will not create a good vibe with the fan base after the last three years. So – I think you're both getting understanding where I'm getting at with all that. It's just like, it wouldn't make any sense to trade Wilson Contreras. It's get that deal done. I, I, you know, I know they couldn't talk during the lockout, but I hope there's some sort of like evenness with both of those sides on getting that done faster or quicker than we expect. And then the Cubs go and, you know, sign some guys. Like I said, we talked about the three positions yesterday you know, and I still stand by those three. I, they need to, they need to get on it, man. Jed needs to make a few signings tonight, man. Yeah, I like, <laughs> I like
0: you mentioned how like you know they they show that they want to do something. They signed Marcus Stroman, and then trading away Contreras would just send like a weird message, right? It, it's it's akin to like the Bulls saying I we want to get younger and more athletic, and then going and signing Ray John right. Rondo and Dwayne Wade. It's
3: like, like signing Jake Arrieta last year. It's, yeah, it was more one of those like. They go. Oh, we let John Lester go. Let's sign uh, Jake Arietta to appease the fans.
2: Bill wants to know if anybody on the roster is untouchable. No, not necessarily. Not necessarily. But I'm, my, my point is, is that this is a group, if you could add to it, you could win the division this year. You could make this team competitive. Maybe they're already there. We've talked about they need to add to the bullpen. We believe they need to add a starter. We, we believe they need to add a left-handed bat uh, that would make them even more competitive. But, you know, I'm going through the list of free agents, and I'm looking at big names on there, and I'm like, Cubs have money? Like, why not add to Marcus Stroman? I mean, some big names are going to go here in the next Mm -hmm. 10 days. Chris Bryant, free agent, Freddie Freeman, free agent, Dexter Fowler's out there, Nick Castellanos, um, Trevor Story's out there. That's another guy that makes sense. Uh, potentially for the Cubs. Um you need
0: someone, Carlos Correa obviously. Yeah, to to borrow, to borrow from my wrestling knowledge, you need someone that's going to put butts in the seats. Yeah. You need a name, Kyle someone's going to put butts in the Kyle seats. Schwarber. Someone that Cubs fans are going to want to go to Wrigley and watch and and not just right. not just go there to be, say I went to Wrigley Field. like go they go they want to go there and watch games that the mm-hmm. Cubs can actually win. So you need you need some big names, I think. And you,
2: and, and you say, we we mentioned this yesterday. We love the Marcus Stroman signing. It's great. He's not an everyday player. You can't go to the ballpark and see him play every day. Mm-hmm. Go out and add somebody, his equal, that's a position player, to this roster so the Cubs fans have somebody to go out and see five days a week, six days a week, seven days a week at Wrigley Field. Um, travel on the road. Nobody travels better than Cub fans. Right. Get it done. Add, add an everyday player that you can start building around for the future.
0: I have a quick question. I'm going to, you know, obviously give it to both of you two, but anyone watching that wants to chime in too as well, do it. So, any, you can have any player that's, that does DeAndre Dawson. They come in, put a Blake contract, signs a Blake contract, and says, you know, I want to play for the Cubs. Any free agent out there right now, who is it? Freddie Freeman. Freddie Freeman? Chris Bryant. Chris Bryant. Why, why, so why do you two, like, disagree on that?
2: I, I think the Cubs – well, Chris Bryant's flexibility – and versatility gives you something that you really like. I, I'm still a Chris Bryant fan, and I would not be upset at all if they brought <laughs> back Chris Bryant. Um, Freddie Freeman gives them somebody at first base. I, don't, I personally don't believe that that's an absolute fixed spot for the Cubs right now. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's, it's still questionable because you don't know what you're going to get back the second season, whereas at third base you have infielders that you could move over there. Um, after Freddie Freeman – Maybe it's Chris Bryant for me, but Freddie Freeman's. Uh, that's an. Inter- we, you brought that up yesterday. I was kind of like, "What, Freddie Freeman?" What? I'm I'm probably getting a little too excited because I, you know, but that's what today is about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Correa, Trevor Story, those, all those guys. I, I would love to see Schwarber back as the DH. Right. Would love it.
3: Yeah. I, I, I say Bryant just yeah. because of you know versatility, but also because like, I just feel if you tell if you give Chris Bryant a blank check, put on there. Like, you put it on a desk for Chris Bryant, a blank check, and he gets to decide, like, I don't know. I feel like that'd be, like, a a full-circle moment for the entire situation that's been with him, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, again, I just feel like he's a – not only would he put butts in the seats, but he's already got a history of success here. Yeah. And clearly, after what we saw in September – he loves it here beyond what a lot of people really thought. And I could go it. I mean he cried when it. he left. Oh
2: yeah. He, exactly. he cried when he, he cried when found he out left. he was trying to not believe he that? I could go down a hole. You don't rabbit believe he loved that. it here. He loved it here.
4: I could. Yeah. But, I think Correa's got to be, he's the number one. He's yeah, the number one guy in on the market, right? i number one. If said, you factor in the championship pedigree, he's playing a premium. Freddie he's got a championship pedigree. He does, but but Correa's bringing the glove at a premium position and and Listen, I think he's I think he's the real deal. But I'm still not sure I'm paying him 375 over 12 years. Like it, that's a lot of money, and you know, especially for the Cubs, I have that's that's the deepest position. The middle infield yeah. in the farm is is easily the deepest position. You got guys that are a couple years away, but I definitely <laughs> think that it's you can make the argument against it.
0: Like, yeah, but, Joey, this is a blank contract. You could sign him for whatever you want. Yeah. Then i do it, for yeah, sure. I can can and for that's $5. what I'm saying. Is that he's going to play for five I think
4: bucks. he's the best one on the market. Oh, I think the he's the best. Grit, new. You know, I,
2: you know I, I do know that, you know, again, just to be a slight buzzkill, and I believe this is where Jake was going with the comment, was, well, what's the flip side of it? How could it be a bad signing? The bad signing would be, like, well, what was going on in Houston? Yeah. You know? What was going on? But that, even before that, he was <laughs> even before that, even before that, he was a top player in baseball. He was yeah. someone people were focusing on. We and don't know how far the back that went.
3: Years, but. The amount of years that he's you know rumored to want is also like a like that. That kind of holds me back. Yeah, Elliot wants the I,
2: sheriff back. And I. <laughs>
3: um, back anyone. Would, anyone should want Andrew Shafin back. Honestly. <laughs> um, I mean, an, a nice consolation to him if the Cubs were to choose to spend more money on more pitching would be Trevor story. I do think Trevor story yeah, would, think be, he's good it, fit. would be a nice yeah. fit too. And I know he's just a few more years older and he's coming off a down season, but he always hit well at Wrigley. And I mean, he's proven he can, he can play. So again, I, for it, I think the big thing for it too, is that, yeah, we have the Cubs have at least three or four infield prospects that will probably play shortstop in their career. Um, So, if like, I don't feel like you have to pay to go, you don't have to go get Correa and give him all those years when you have that in your back pocket, but you got to get someone to, I guess, in a way, be a bridge. And I feel like
2: Trevor Story would be a nice spot for that too. So, there's a lot of names they could add that would make Cub fans happy in the next 10 days. Yeah. yeah. I, th-
0: I think a lot. Th- yeah. Like you said, the 10 years, especially with Scott Boris as, as his agent. Now it's going to be yeah. tough to sign Carlos Correa for anything. That doesn't seem like a crazy contract, Right. but back to the original question, blank contract. Yeah. I'm picking Carlos Correa. I think he's young. He plays a premium position. He can hit, he can do his gold glove. He, he, gold Glove caliber defense. He can hit. I mean, and then you have we talked about Nico Horner. Yeah. Carlos Carras had some 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 yeah, injury yeah. issues and stuff. Nico Horner can you know give him the the off day every once in a while. And maybe He'll
2: Marcus Strowman knows something we don't know. There
1: we go. Maybe.
0: That's
2: what that's what I'm hanging my head. So you're saying there's a chance? Telling me
0: there's a chance. Huh? I
2: I had it down at zero point zero 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 one. I don't know if that's a number, but I had it way down there. Now I'm 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 pushing it up. It's it keeps creeping up on me a little bit. Um. You know, we'll talk about more about what the CBA looks like. The five-year deal looks like the players are getting roughly 500 million in new money mm-hmm. uh, raises for rookies and players that aren't eligible for arbitration. Minimum salary goes up to 700 thousand. That's like a hike of 130 thousand for some of these players. Um, a six. This well, this part is interesting. The six pick draft lottery for the 18 teams that don't make the playoffs, instead of the number one pick just going to the worst team. They're trying to stop tanking as much as possible, which I think everybody, while it worked for the Cubs and we're glad it did, I think everybody knows it's not necessarily a good thing for baseball.
3: Yeah, I mean, they're, I, mean I feel like the Pirates are such a great example of it. Like, they blew up their team after, what, 2016, 2017, somewhere in that range, and... Yeah, they got some guys coming up. There's one guy; uh, his name's coming up. It's it's falling off my head, but uh, they just they they have failed to really get any momentum going. It feels like I feel like this coming season they're another Hunter lost season type team, and in a way, like I feel like they're just kind of like okay with it, and uh, I don't know. Like to me, at least, and Ryan, we said this the other day. I think it was after we did the draft or whatever that those like those teams from 2011-2014 like even though the Cubs were bad for some reason they were still fun to watch <laughs> and like I don't want to say get excited <laughs> about but like they were you knew what was coming but for some reason you were able to just, just kind of get through it maybe it's because we're Cubs fans and we're just kind of you we're know at that it. we were used to it but I, I, I don't know I, maybe that's a bad example but I just feel like the Pirates fans, I mean, the one of the lower attendances. PNC Park is a beautiful ballpark. No one wants to go to it
2: because their team sucks. Right. You know what I mean? It's one of, actually, it's one of the nicest ballparks in baseball. I'd yeah. put it in my top two or three. Yeah. I've yeah. never been there, three. but I've seen so oh, many it's, pictures. It's nice. It's Pete, yeah.
0: Pete DeGeorge says, uh, Cubs need outfield help. Yep. We need outfield help. Is there an outfielder out there right now off the top of your head that you could actually see coming to the Cubs? That would be a big signing. I mean, Dexter,
2: Dexter wouldn't be a big signing. Schwarber <laughs> would be a big signing, but we don't know how much he'd really play outfield. You could put him in left field some, right. for sure. Yeah.
0: Um, I, I, wanna say, I want to say... I'll kind
2: of scroll through this list and see. I want to
0: say, you know, Castellanos would be... An all, he would be huge to bring. <laughs> would be. I don't, Doc s- I don't see that happening. It's I don't not see like him big. coming back.
3: Jock Peterson would be a nice, like... With the way that the Cubs played in the second half where they platoon a lot of guys based off matchups... I feel like you. I feel like you'd be smart to if you bring Jock Peterson back. You kind of go to the Dodgers around and be like, "Hey man, you're only going to face righties because he really never played like hit well against lefties," and it showed why the Dodgers didn't let him. <laughs> right, right. So, I feel like if you're going to bring a guy like Jock Peterson back, that would be a you're only facing righties type guy. Um, and again, I, I'm not against it because Castianos obviously
2: would be interesting. It, that Hubs would Twitter seats.
3: would erupt if they brought back They would be, excited. Yeah. They would they be would. excited.
2: They would yeah. be. It,
3: I feel like it'd be almost better than like if they brought back like Rizzo or Bryant, and that's saying something. Because like,
2: uh, yeah, I don't, I can't go that far, but I, you know, I, I won't go <laughs> that far. It, and Mike Dubs is pointing out. Don't forget they got Clint Frazier, too. And and listen, yeah. that's that's an interesting pickup. Yeah, They're, I mean, it might work out. The Cubs love that type of player. You know, what did uh, we say yesterday the Cubs love
3: uh, a reclamation. Uh, reclamation project? project. Yeah. 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 yeah,
0: Also, and that's uh, basically what he is. Yeah, we, we kind of said that there was no untouchables in the uh, on the active roster. I think in the system, Brennan Davis kind of feels like an in untouchable. the system. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, and he's a guy that could come up and you know, and play outfield for us this year or for the right. Cubs this year, right. And do some you know do do some work. I don't know. He's going to be an All Star. Probably not. That doesn't happen often. But you know, he'd be a good outfielder, and then that's you know, that's the future.
3: I feel like Brennan Davis is going to be at Iowa for a month, month and a half, and then we'll see him. You think they're going to, given the new
4: CBA rules, the Cubs are incentivized to bring him up and have right. him start producing yeah. right away. They will go. Exactly. Really I mean, I to also feel let's do it now he's, if he's yeah. ready. Yeah. Bring him up. What, I, was, I, what I was that
0: rule? Did they, I didn't it. was going to be
2: May, right? Like the the timeline so, would have been May if it was under the old rules, right? Most likely.
4: And and if you are if you are bringing players along, that end it. At a certain like war threshold at the end of the season, uh-huh. then you're rewarded with draft picks if they're oh, wow. you know, within a certain year, and then that also factors in with the that he would be a pre-arbitration eligible player who would you know if he if he qualified, then he would make bonuses that were not there before the lockout. So okay. good for Brennan. All right,
2: so I mean, Beautiful. obviously, Cubs fans will be excited. When Brendan Davis comes up. He's coming oh, up yeah. this season, obviously. At yeah, sure. some point up. he's on the Cubs roster. It's gonna be and you'll get to see him.
3: I feel like it's gonna be a, you know, like when Chris Bryant made his debut. Like this is the first big prospect, probably since Ian Hap, but like as far as like potential and like right, can right. be part of your next core to win the championship, mm-hmm. this like it's gonna
2: feel like when Chris Bryant came up in twenty fifteen, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean it's, first of all, this is just the most exciting day we've had <laughs> as a Cubs fan. Since we've been here. (laughs) I mean, well, no, not since we've been here. I mean, you're dating back to, like, before they traded off all the players, for sure. sure. In in over a year. And I don't know if you went into last season looking at that group, because there was still the thought, like, they're going to sell these guys off going into last season. Then you go back and you go into the beginning of the pandemic, and that was a buzzkill. You're going back several years, probably, before it was this exciting as a Cubs Mm -hmm. fan, just to have the games back. Yeah, yeah. You know, forget yeah. forget where the team is at right now. Like just to have, I feel like real baseball. We're back. back
3: to like the moment when the Cubs signed Stroman, and you got and yeah. remember the, the guys like Frazier and you know the other contracts that they took on. Like they were building some momentum with that. Then the signing of Stroman, and then the lockout happened. Now it's kind of like, all right, we're back at that moment now. Now that the lockout is over, we're back at that moment. We can like. Think about and have all these, you know, fantasies about yeah, who they can
0: yeah, sign. Yeah, yeah. We could stop fantasizing now. It's like things are starting; to get they're going to start happening. We've spent right. all the last three, four months fantasizing about things that can finally. It's actually exciting, I'm fantasizing man. right now
2: about Jed and Carter, two phones like this sitting there. Like, we want <laughs> it. Come on over. We'll give you a million. We'll give it to you. Yeah. Right. Get it done. Yeah.
3: Get it done, man.
2: And, you know, you know where else you get it done? Points bet. Yes, That's true, where you really right. get it done. Yeah. Right true. now, you can go out and make some cash so you can buy a little, you know, a couple extra. Tickets to, you know, upgrade your seats a little bit when we get to Wrigley I Field I like that seven. idea.
3: Win a couple bets. Take one of my parlays. You got money to get tickets in an April like that guy who was in the comments earlier. You can do it. The best way to do it is at PointsBet. <laughs> hey, and the best way to support CHGO is to download the PointsBet app and use code CHGO when you sign up. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content You'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker room. Hashtag dope merch. If you have any questions, email pointsbet at allchgo.com. It will help you remember that PointsBet is your home for live in-game betting. They even have a new exclusive feature, live NBA same-game parlay. For the first time ever, build the perfect live same-game parlay only with PointsBet. Combine your favorite bets anytime during the game. You can even boost your live... Same game parlays. And now, online sign-up is available in Illinois. You can actually download the PointsBet app right now and register your account from start to finish, all from your phone. Luke did it. If Luke can do it, you You all can can do do it, You can do it. Anybody
2: can do it. Any fool can do it if I can do it.
3: (laughs) Signing up with the fastest sportsbook is now easier than ever so you can start living your bet life in seconds. Use code CHGO to get two risk-free that's up to two thousand dollars. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Gambling problem? Call one
2: 800 What a what a time Beautiful. to be at CHGO! Right, yeah. day day seven of this network. Uh, we were going to, you know, if, in case you're just joining us, and today's the first day. We've got podcasts, we've got live shows every day, every team. Post game shows, something we've only had so far for the Blackhawks and the Bulls. Now, Sox and Cubs, we got some post game shows coming up for you. After every game, we're going to be here talking about the Cubs. Ryan's going to be at the ballpark writing articles, joining us with stuff from the locker room or clubhouse, uh, pr- with your premium written content. You know, first of all, everybody's going to be going to the ballpark with sick drip. But now you add you, you add the dope merch. <laughs> the dope, this is the it, you merch. add dope merch. Hashtag dope merch. You know, to to what you have going on your drip, you got a, maybe an earring, whatever it might be. I don't care. Now you add the dope merch. You got a little something going, and you get a free shirt when you become a member. So the dope merch, we we get your base going, and then you add to it. And a members-only Discord to CHGO Lounge, which is real nice. I like
3: how you say it like that. Lounge.
2: There you go. All (laughs) right. This this was our original plan, and he still agreed to do it, which is really cool, right? Yes. We're going to bring in, hopefully this works. We haven't done it before. There We've got is. Max Bain, Cubs prospect, joining us from Arizona, where he's been out working hard. But no major current major leaguers around, so they've just been getting their work in, getting things done. Max, can you hear us? Okay.
0: I can't hear him over here.
2: Not yet. Well, hold Uh-oh. on. We got it. We Sorry. Stall? Sorry. Maybe. Try it again.
1: Maybe. Yes. So. There he is. There he is. All right. Well, guys, <laughs> Max, how are we doing? We're
2: doing great, yeah. man. We really appreciate you jumping on with us, and you know. Leading up to this whole thing with the lockout, I know one of the things has been like Cubs fans have just been diving into the prospects, you know, diving into what's going on at at the minor leagues. And and your name has popped up across my Twitter feed, Facebook feed, uh, anywhere on social media as, as someone that Cubs fans are getting excited about. So we're thrilled to find out what's going on with you. We want to talk about your podcast and we appreciate you joining us on what is a crazy day all around baseball you you got to be excited too right
1: yeah yeah well i want to start and uh thank you guys for having me on obviously today's a huge day uh you guys know as well as me it's a nice you know cushion to the blow that is aaron Rodgers running the nfc north for the next four years um so it, you know it's just it's good to have baseball back you know
0: <clears throat> yeah uh, max and cody's kind of told us a little bit about you but for the you know give us a quick synopsis of who max bain is for the people at home that maybe aren't as familiar with who you are
1: wow uh quick is not something i'm good at uh let's see um so i'm a d2 guy uh you know i played at a little small school in michigan called northwood university i uh, had a fair amount of team success there but i don't know that i was necessarily draft ready when i graduated college um, i was about 300 pounds and uh, was about 88 90 off the bump um nothing really spectacular uh played indie ball for the summer of 2019 and then from then on just kind of took everything into my own hands i went um you know driveline driveline throwing protocols uh air cressy lifting protocols and just kind of threw myself at it you know you know there were countless days where i'm in the gym five six hours on my own time just kind of in there alone grinding away uh and i was fortunate enough to earn an opportunity to play for the chicago cubs and uh you know everything everything that's happened is uh, it's been a really cool thing to kind of see come to fruition. You know, Uh, I don't know that I was where I needed to be when I signed. um, But, you know, obviously with 2020 being the year that it was uh, one thing it did bring was a a lot more time for me to, you know, get myself into the position to be a competitive professional baseball player. Uh, And and I took that and ran with it, you know, Um, know, when I signed, I think I was still about 265 uh, and then, you know, during that COVID season, I was able to kind of work my way all the way down to 235, and kind of see my role even within the organization change. Uh, just from that one inning relief guy that got signed off of Twitter because he throws hard to you know, uh, you know what I would consider a legitimate prospect and a guy that can um, go out there and just be more than the Twitter guy who throws hard.
2: Very cool. Very cool. I mean, and the path of learning along the way, and not just being like the guy who they hang the hat on and say, there's something to be said for that, like paying your dues, working your way hard through different levels, independent ball, you know, working on your physique, working on your arm, all of those things. When you get there, hopefully it's going to feel that much better, you know, like it's going to be that much more rewarding as a player and you'll appreciate it more. And I think organizations now, you're looking for those guys. You're trying to find that diamond in the rough that – appreciates getting there because they're going to work harder when they get to the major leagues too because they know what the tough days were like. Do you, do you see that throughout the Cubs um, organization? You know, you've been out in Arizona. Do you see a group of guys that we should be excited about?
1: <laughs> I think excited about is an understatement. Um, one of the things I find, I find really cool, you know, when I signed the narrative about the Cubs is that uh, we, we struggle to develop pitching. And, you know, I look around now, you know, even even in my even in my small group today for for camp, you know, I look around. I got uh, Danny Palencia, who we got back for uh, the sheriff, who we brought up earlier. We got him back last summer, and he's he's a guy that's easily you know ninety eight to one hundred one, just comfortably. Um, you know, uh, I, I got Cole Franklin to my right, and he, you know, obviously he had a huge day the other day, and the system is just littered with dudes who throw hard and have nasty stuff, and uh, I, I'm just excited to see like I said, just like the progress of it all. And just to see, you know, the competitive nature within the clubhouse and then obviously the competitive nature on the field and, you know, going toe to toe with other organizations.
2: I know one of the things you brought up, um, I think it was on your Brendan Davis, your, your podcast is the Bain campaign, correct? Yes, sir. And you had, you had Brendan Davis on, and I can't remember if it was you or Brendan, I apologize, but the fact that you talked about how, you know, you'll see players, in other organizations, you be around teams where guys are rooting against other guys. There's there's competition, but that like this group of young players for the Cubs doesn't feel that way. It's there there's there's a bond there, and they're working to the same goal. That can be super productive. Am I overstating what you think is down there for that group?
1: Uh, you know, right now. So right now, I'm living with uh, I'm living with Ben Hecht, and he's a relief pitcher within the organization. One of the things that we talk about pretty constantly is just how proud we are to be a part of an organization that just takes so much pride in uh, bringing in quality people, not just, you know, quality baseball players, you know, individually, but people that they see are going to fit with the culture and kind of the direction that they're looking to go. So um, I see nothing, but I see nothing but amazing people from, from uh, head to toe in the organization.
2: you love to see that. Yeah. It's Mm -hmm. good to hear. (laughs) That's really good
1: to hear.
3: Max, uh, first off, this is insane. We're doing this. I remember doing this in my apartment with you a year ago. This is awesome. <laughs> um, so I just had to get that off my chest. Yeah, who would have thought? Uh, so now, <laughs> now that I have made it to this point in my career, is your turn to you know play at Wrigley one day, man. It's your. It's all on you, man.
1: Hey, if you could pull some strings for me, that would be that'd be tight. You see, you see how to know to climb the ladder. So you know, pull some strings. Maybe give me some advice on how to climb that ladder. Be perfect.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you mentioned about you know the the progress you did with your body and everything to get down to the weight that you wanted to be. Um, I guess kind of go through the whole process of you know how that really went. Uh, I know that's. I mean, obviously, you lose weight. Everyone knows how you do it, but it's easier said than done, yeah. right? So, sure. yeah, I I know you you mentioned you know your velocity increased a lot after or during that process and everything. And we've seen that a lot just with prospects in general. If there's someone out there that I wouldn't say is in the same situation as you, but is maybe somewhat similar to it. What would, what advice would you give them to like help them get to where you're at right now?
1: Uh, I would tell them to live with my parents because my parents took care of my nutrition for about six months and they crushed it. So (laughs) no, um, so I would, I would tell them to, um, yeah, I think it all starts with nutrition and sleep, to be honest with you. Uh, you know, I, I think if you don't sleep well consistently, then you're not putting yourself or you're, you're not putting your body in a position to, um, train in a way that's going to show progress over time. Uh, and, and on the nutrition side, you know, I think if, if we fall into the trap or I shouldn't, I shouldn't phrase it that way. One of the things, I guess one of the things I did was I just treated food as function for, uh, about three or four months. And it was like, I would have the same thing for breakfast, lunch, and a, uh, snack right before bed. And then I rotated between like three dinners. And I did that for several months on end. And it just, it was a, it was a formula that was working. So why would I stop doing that? So to me, it was very black and white, you know, sleep well, eat well and train well. And it was just, uh, uh, something that kind of clicked for me and I, I just stuck with it. So, you know trusting the process one and and two just taking care of yourself man sleep nutrition is where is the foundation of everything and all that kind of leads into how you're able to train every day
0: so if i do all that i'll one day hit 97 with my fastball is that what you're telling me <laughs> yes that's exactly <laughs> right. awesome. Awesome. good to know i wish i would have known that like 10 years ago but it's all right
2: so obviously all that hard work is is a huge part of getting you to the point you're at now you were in south bend last year pro ball and but it's it's not everything. Like you still have to have that drive to get there. And I I'm always curious about pitchers these days, how much they use the the other stuff that's out there that like pitchers didn't have 15 years ago. How often are you improving yourself by being under a camera? You know, looking at closely at where your release is or where all of that stuff. When did that start for you? Has that always been part of your um, process the the cameras and the pitch labs and when did sure. that come into, into your picture?
1: Yeah. Um, you know, to, to be quite honest with you, I don't think that it was a resource, uh, that I was able to use in college. So it was really that first off season where I got to do everything my way. You know, I was really, I was really fortunate, uh, to be training at a facility in Waterford, Michigan, Giving a little shout out, Primetime Velocity. Uh, they kind of introduced me to the Soto and then the staff there, uh, had introduced me to some, I guess courses, if you want to put it that way, more so informational resources that help me kind of learn the biomechanics side or the pitch design side and just kind of how to articulate what I'm seeing within the technology that we're using. So, um, you know, I, I, I took a lot of pride in in using that technology, using it in that black and white, uh, I guess, uh, perspective where it's like, okay, if this is good, it's good. If it's not, it's not. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to admit that I'm not going to sit here and sugarcoat a bad curveball, like that, that gets me nowhere. So, um, you know i I think we're at the point now uh, i don't I don't want to say my stuff's perfect by any means, but uh, I think we're at the point now where you're looking at my arsenal as big like it's it's big league stuff, and you know when when we kind of hit that point, you don't want to complicate things too much. so at this point, it's more so. Going on feel and see, you know, taking shapes to the eye test, and not so not so much evaluating the data every single day and trying to manipulate things to uh, to make them better every single day. It's like, okay, the stuff is really good. That's not the question anymore. Uh, you know, it doesn't take a genius to go look at my stats and see that I walked a lot of guys last year. That's kind of the focus now. Is it's like, okay, the stuff's good. How do we get it? How do we use it to get more hitters out and be more effective with what we got?
2: Interesting, and and you also have to figure that the stuff plays at a certain level you have to make sure it plays at the next level right like you if if it worked if it worked in South Bend you got to make sure it works whenever you get to AAA and when it works at AAA you have to make sure that that those same pitches are working at a major league level and that you're not just kind of relying on great stuff at a lower level right you can you you have to keep pushing it forward until you get to where you're going and then you know what when you get to the majors you have to push it forward again it's Mm -hmm. it exactly do do you enjoy that process
1: I love it. And I, and I think one of the cool things that, that the Cubs do for us is they kind of convey everything to us on a big league scale. And I think that that's really cool for like our, our development. It's not, OK, what's going to make me a great high A pitcher? It's OK, maybe maybe this doesn't work today, but the more we develop it, it's going to work in the big leagues. And, you know, you talk about improving at the big league level. I, I, I think one of the most true things I've heard about professional baseball is it's not nearly as hard to get there as it is to stay. Um, so, you know, I can view this process that I'm in right now as incredibly difficult. I don't think it's going to, I don't think it's going to compare when, when, uh, when that day comes or, you know, when that time comes in the big leagues.
2: I saw that. What was it? 97 was it 97? 97. Is that what you hit on that? I saw on comfortably. Twitter comfortably 97. People were saying, uh, it's my yeah, question. Yes. My question is, were you surprised? Re- like, cause obviously the reporters that were there were like, Whoa, Max Bain 97 comfortably. Hmm. Did it yeah. catch you off guard the first time you threw it and they put the gun up?
1: Um, so, a little bit, for but not for the reason that you would think. So, you know, when I came into spring training last year, uh, I kind of had this different mindset where it was like, I'm going to go out there and I'm just going to throw as hard as I can and just, you know, show the fastball and be aggressive with it. And last year, I was a guy during camp where I was like 96 to 99. I was – I. It's going to haunt me forever but i hit 99.8 last year and i didn't quite get 100 so like that's going to haunt me forever um but this year coming in one of the things i wanted to do was i wanted to be able to hit the higher end of my output capabilities at a lower intensity so the idea behind it would be sustaining it within starts and then sustaining it over 30 or 35 starts throughout a year um but to come in come in the first day you know i had an opportunity to throw live at home uh, in a dome to Eastern Michigan university. And I mean, it was a pretty easy, like pretty easy, 93 to 96. So I had an idea that it was in there. Uh, but I was curious to see how it was going to play once, once I was down in Arizona, so to be, um, you know, 95, 97 that day. And then the next outing kind of be more in that 90, 95, 98 range. That was uh that was definitely cool.
2: Very good. Very good. I, we want to, you can hang around, right? You can continue uh, hanging out with us a little bit more.
1: Yeah, 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 absolutely. All
2: right. Let's right. let's let's hit up PointsBet. Let's
0: talk to our friends from PointsBet, yeah. and we'll get back
2: to Max, because I want to ask him some stuff about the lockout and how it plays for minor league players, Yeah, yeah too. Max,
0: I don't know if you're a gambling guy or not, a gambling man. <laughs> uh, but listen up, because you got some good information from us. Uh, but if you enjoy CHGO, one way to help us continue to grow is to download the PointsBet app and use code CHGO when you sign up. Not only are you going to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000, But if you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, and you'll even get a free shirt, hashtag dope merch, of your choice from the CHGO locker. If you have any questions, email pointsbet at allchgo.com, and we'll help you out. And in case you missed it, online sign-up is available in Illinois. You can actually download the PointsBet app right now and register your account from start to finish, all from your phone. You'll be signing up with the fastest sportsbook, easier than ever, so you can start living your bet life in seconds. What are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Hello.
2: I like
4: hey. money. <laughs> oh, my God. Joey, Hashtag Mr. Mr. Ca- Mr.
0: Mr. Krabs. Mr. Do you know who Mr. Krabs is? No. Okay. Uh, it's all right. <laughs> Grandpa Stucky, Stucky. was pretending. Grandpa Stucky doesn't know Mr. Krabs. Come on. Anyway.
3: I'm
2: on my way to 100 at this point. <laughs>
3: the comments let... Uh, Grandpa Stucky know who Mr. Krabs is. That's wow. what I'm asking. All right,
2: I'll, look, I'll Google <laughs> that. I'll use the Google machine for that this afternoon. <laughs> uh, back to Max Bain, who is in Arizona, joining us live, one of the Cubs' top prospects. He's really kind of splashed onto the scene here as uh, minor league spring training is going on. He's kind enough to join us today from Arizona. He's got a cool podcast out there, the Bain Campaign. Um, Max, when, when this was going on and the lockout was basically ended, where were you? You know, how excited we got a tweet here, uh, you texted Cody, but like, we're guys talking about it every day? Were guys flipping through their phones, just kind of checking for those updates all the time.
1: Yeah. So it's, uh, you don't find many guys in the middle of the spectrum. So either you have the guys like me who are refreshing Twitter every, you know, 10 seconds to see if Jesse Rogers or John Heyman's going to put something out, hopefully Evan Drellich, but, um, you have the other end where it's, The guys that don't even want to like they'll show up when they show up. Just let me know when it's over. You know, I don't care about the details. Um, So, uh, you know, I try to find as many people as I can to talk about, you know, everything that's happening as it's happening.
0: You are then with that explanation, you're clearly one of the guys that have kind of paid attention to the lockout and and the negotiations this whole time. A lot of the major leaguers are saying, you know, Anthony Rizzo, especially, yep. like, hey, you know, you know, we it sucks that we're, you know, we're we not signing, we're not coming to an agreement, but we're doing this for the next generation, for the for the guys that come up later. I mean, in your opinion, and even just like the, the conversations you've had, do you feel like that, that that's true? Like, the, like what they're doing and what they're asking for is setting setting you and and the rest of the you know minor leaguers up for when they do come up to the majors and they're in a better situation than what the major major leaguers are in now.
1: Uh, yeah, you know, I, I do think so. You know, I think, oh boy, uh, I think that the players, the players union has this like, I guess, public perception that they typically get, uh, I guess the word that I saw was worked over. So I don't want that to come from my mouth. Somebody else said it. I'm just regurgitating it. Um, they have this reputation that they kind of get worked over. So to see them take, take a real stance and say, that, you know, these are the things we want. This is why we want them. And um, you know, we're not backing down at just the first sign of struggle. Uh, I, I thought it was really cool, and one of the things I had to I had to imagine is pretty crazy is uh, you know being one of the owners and trying to negotiate in the same room as Max Scherzer. I mean that dude that dude is psychotic in the best way possible, but that that can't be a fun experience.
3: Was there any players who were like, I guess against how long this thing was was taken out like or going on um, in a way that maybe it seemed like they were a pro owner?
1: uh no uh, you know i think especially in our locker room right now you know i just had I, to ask. obviously not being yeah no 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 it, it, i get it um obviously not being part of the union right now uh it's all out of our control so to kind of get wrapped up in it to the degree that we're like polling for the owner side is probably not um really prevalent in any locker room i would say um but yeah
2: but and you also it seems like it would be a weird scenario for you guys out in Arizona like you're out there you're wearing your Cubs gear you know you're part of the organization but the current major league roster the 40-man roster they can't be near the ballpark they can't work with you know was that just kind of an odd feeling that you know the rest of the organization wasn't there and you guys were kind of able to go do your thing
1: um for sure for sure but also you have to remember that we don't this isn't our first time doing that yeah um so one of the things that You know, we got to have this experience just a year ago when they, um, oh my gosh, what's the word? They staggered spring training, right? So we already had a spring training where it was just us and there were no big leaguers around. Uh, So this is almost for me, that was my first spring training. So that's kind of almost the norm. I just show up, there's really no big leaguers around. They're already, you know what I mean? Like, it's just kind of the norm for me. So um, I can tell you that I'm really looking forward to having those guys in the building. But, you know, again, the Cubs did a really good job of kind of bridging that gap for us. Uh, you know, I've had some pretty, pretty cool opportunities to work with, to work with a guy like Tommy Hotovy. You know, I, that's been, that's been really special and something that I took, you know, uh, took full advantage of and really appreciated. So, um, you know, the, org- the, the organization is doing a great job bridging that gap, but it also wasn't the first time that we had gone through that experience. All
4: right. Max, I actually got a question here from behind the board. Go for it. Uh, I'm just curious, you know, not as much on the topic of the lockout, but, you know, just given everything that the Cubs have been going through over the last year or so, last season, what was that kind of like from your perspective, seeing the Cubs go through such a, a big transition, moving off some guys that have played such a big role here in the franchise, and ultimately, you know, as a young guy in the organization, what is it like for you, you know, now that the organization is going in this dif- different direction, going towards a younger, you know, direction, you know, is that, what is that? Is that exciting for you? You know, what's the feeling, you know, with the guys in the lower levels, you know, that should have a, an opportunity now?
1: Um, so I'll say that uh, the system now is kind of kind of viewed as the land of opportunity. But even more so, I got the chance to meet a lot of new friends, man. I and mean, I got to watch some really fun baseball. You know, um, obviously, everybody wants to point to, you know, the obviously, the big one last year was the Chris Bryant trade. And, you know, the two guys we got back. Um, you know, Caleb Killian is the locker across from me, and he couldn't be a nicer human being. And then you know, obviously, I got to share the back half of the season with uh, Alex Canario and to see some of the baseballs that he hit. you know, I, I'm sure you guys saw some of them, but man, some of the baseballs he hit, I, I lost.' They're, they're they're still going. Um, so you know, it, it was uh, it's definitely a time where you feel like you know if you go play well, you kind of tell the org that you're ready to move up and ready to be in that, be in that scenario and competing at the highest level. Um, but just getting to meet even more people and, um, just kind of create some new friendships and watch some fun baseball.
3: I feel like that's probably helped with the podcast, the bank campaign. Uh, you know, I've listened to a handful of episodes and you've had guys from all across the board as far as the organization, you know, you had Michael Hermosillo on there. Uh, Luke mentioned Brennan Davis. Um, how's that helped with creating relationships uh, and just, um, I don't know your enjoyment of talking baseball, I guess,
1: <laughs> yeah. so um I think it's kind of helped the perception of what my personal brand's supposed to be. You know, I, I think when a guy has a personal brand, it's often viewed as like a look at me type of deal. And you know that was the reason I had originally kind of hesitated on the name of the podcast because i didn't want I didn't want it to be all about me. Um, you know, so I think for the people you know, the guys who have been fortunate enough to interview or, You know, the people who have, you know, uh, taken the time to listen to it, I think they've kind of gotten a chance to see the real me and that it's more for me about kind of promoting everybody else, you know, having the opportunity to have guys like, like you mentioned, Brendan Davis or, or Jordan Wicks or. Um, You know, even uh, even like a Rob Hill, who's with the L.A. Dodgers, like just getting to see the perspectives and promote the kind of the community that that we have in professional baseball, I think, was a really cool opportunity. So um, it was it was also a really cool opportunity for me to learn uh, because there's a lot of that that has to happen in minor league baseball. So um, just kind of taking full advantage of that and then. Kind of letting people see the real me, man. That that is my whole. That was the whole thing going in. Is I wanted nothing but transparency and authenticity. So what you hear on the podcast is what you're gonna get from me. Bring the vlogs back then. So, the podcast <laughs> is why. So I'll I'll tell you why though. Um, so the the vlogs were awesome because everybody else made the content work. Right? It came from my channel, and sure I was on it a little bit, and you know uh, obviously I'm gonna play a larger part in it because I'm filming the whole thing. Uh, but the guys I got to have on there, so uh, Rio Gomez or or Phil Deal or my 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 uh, roommate in spring training who's playing junior college ball, Alex Mikalakis, like those guys kind of made the content work, uh, and they and they brought it all together. So, you know, in, in living in Detroit this past winter, it was me and one other guy, and I was like, you know, I could do the vlog, but who the hell is just going to want want to watch me all off season? Like I don't, I, I wouldn't want to do that. That they get boring. Like where's you know where's everybody else? Uh, so um, I decided that the podcast was a better way to go. Uh, just because again, like I said, it's more about promoting everybody else than it is shining a light on myself. That's not as important to me.
3: He's a, he's, he's a, he's bigger man than the rest of us, I guess. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> Did you always want to do that? Uh, you know, podcasting or some sort of media or, or is that just something that showed up on your doorstep and you were like, yeah, I'll try that.
1: Yeah. Um, so I, I got to thank a uh, longtime friend, not long time, I guess. Uh, I got to thank a friend of mine for kind of getting me into the whole thing. Um, one, Aiden McIntyre, uh, who's with the Oakland A's. He's also got an episode on the podcast. And then two, uh, Eric Sim, uh, at King of Juco on Twitter. Uh, those two guys are, are close friends of mine. And uh, they've been really good in that. Or they've been really, or they're really well-versed in that kind of personal brand development and personal brand building. Um, so, you know, kind of, Eric really pushed me over the edge because once he kind of heard my story and just kind of where I came from and whatnot, he's like, dude, you have to do something because you have such a unique perspective. And, um, you know, I think I think for me, the the last part that kind of pushed me over the top was in high school and in college, I would have wanted that same access that I'm that I'm now giving to people. Uh, I would have wanted to know what it's like to be a minor league baseball player or what it's like to train at these facilities during their pro hours or whatever it may be. So. Uh, Just kind of that insider access is something I wish I would have had. I think that that's really cool. And it's something that's, it's kind of the new wave in in athletics. And I just, I just want to be part of it and help give back to the people.
2: You mentioned Tommy Hottaby. Is there, is there a player that you leaned on in your first year at spring training or that you've leaned on in the off season or, or just at camp this spring in Arizona? Is there somebody that's, that you can talk to about stuff and you really feel like they've helped you out?
1: yeah um so i mentioned i'm living with ben hecht and and i don't know i don't know that i talked to anybody about baseball more than i talked to ben so um you know really since i signed with the cubs ben and i kind of got to meet at a at a uh minicamp back in 2020 and since then i mean we've been damn near best friends so um you know kind of bouncing everything off of him getting his perspective this is his sixth year at the org so he's he's kind of seen everything uh and he's not surprised by anything anymore so he can he's he's been a He's been a great resource to have and an even better friend.
0: Max, um, I think one of, another one of the effects of the lockout is obviously like the, the major league staff, you know, David Ross, whatever. They can't talk to the major league players, the guys on the 40-man roster, whatever it is. Um, so when they're down in Mesa at the minor league camp, or just, just the spring training that's going on anyway, you have all their attention. You have If, if you're yeah. on the mound, they're only looking at you. So not only having the minor league coaches' attention, but also the guys' Running the major league club as well, does that give you any more kind of an edge, or, or, or you know, any way to like kind of boost your confidence, or boost you, make you want to perform even better than you already are doing?
1: Yeah, I, I will say um, the first time the first time I met Tommy, I didn't realize it was actually Tommy. So I came off the bullpen mount. He's like, "Hey man, uh, I'm Tommy. Nice to meet you." I was like, "Oh, okay." So like Tommy Hotovy just watched my like I know of you. I didn't know who like I didn't realize it was actually you know you. Oh, okay. Tommy Hottovy was watching my pen. So, um, you know, when when you do notice that kind of stuff, there, of course, there's a little bit of an adrenaline boost. But really, you just want to be a sponge uh, with those guys and um, just be, like I said, just be grateful for the opportunity to work with them because they, like a, you know, much like Ben, they've seen anything and everything. So, uh, just to kind of hear their perspective and be be an open book, it's uh, it's really cool.
2: Brendan Davis, what uh, can Cubs fans expect? Because I think they all believe he's going to be there pretty soon.
1: Uh, <laughs> that man that man is a very good baseball player that is <laughs> that's that's the best way I can put it man he does he does stuff on the field that uh, it, it's really impressive man it man I don't this kind of stinks because I don't have the words he's he dude he's just a good baseball player I think he, I think uh, my buddy Joe over at obvious shirts shout out Cody for rocking the hoodie um, I think my buddy Joe uh, has a shirt that says Brennan Davis is good at baseball and I think that sums it up perfectly
2: <laughs> very cool um hey your podcast are you taking a break now during the baseball season or when will it be back be back on
1: yeah so one of the things one of the things about producing content um in, in being in the clubhouse every day is i didn't want it to be i never want it to be a distraction uh i think it's a really cool off-season project i think it's something that's different it kind of keeps somewhat of base it, it kind of keeps baseball year-round to some degree um so in doing that in season, I think that it it has the potential to be a distraction. And I, I don't ever want that to be the case. I'd rather say that for the off season, do it on my own time. And, um, you know, not especially not force it, you know, we, we get every Monday, you know, the minor league schedule kind of sets us up to where we get every Monday off. And, um, it, as much as I love baseball, I don't want to spend every month, you know, every day off thinking about, you know, more baseball, you know, if I get a day off, I want to, you know, go golf or, you know go do something that's just 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 something different you know yeah
2: I so get, i was thinking mondays can we check in with you every once in a while is that cool or are we are we done yeah. for the season <laughs> we'd love to no, check no, in with yeah. you i think this has been a ton yeah. of fun yeah. yeah i got i got absolutely. one last
0: thing one last question well i guess yeah, it's a two part it's a two parter ryan
2: hit him with the hard it's one it's a two parter <laughs> going back to your your, right. de-
0: your deadlift uh video you posted the deadlift Challenge that y'all yeah, yeah, were doing, yeah. and yep. see if Joey can get it pulled up real quick. Come on, quick.
2: Joey, hit us with it. Uh, where,
0: mm-hmm. oh, it's, oh, that's oh,
2: a lot of pressure. Oh, no. We
0: might, we might not get it. Joey's but, under pressure. um I was gonna ask. You, you posted it was five twenty-five by five. Is your deadlift yeah. higher than that now? That's number one. Is, has it gone up Ooh. since? And number two, are you cheating the system by using a trap bar instead of a barbell? Is, is that cheating? I think I use a barbell, but is that kind of cheating?
1: I do what they assigned to us. I do what they assigned <laughs> to us. As far as I'm concerned, picking up 525 is still picking up 525. Right. Um, no, if any, if anything, I'd be cheating by using those little bit of lifts uh, on the bottom that you can kind of see. There's like two. There's like two plates at the bottom that give me a little bit of a lift. But essentially, it just puts me in a better hinge position, which is more applicable to the actual delivery uh, on the mound than you know a tall guy like me. I have to be there. It is. Hey, look at me. Um. You know, tall guy like me, it I have to go too far into that hinge to, you know, uh, really get anything out of it. So, um, yeah, that's cool. You know, I, I like lifting heavy stuff. So I don't know if it's gone up since then, just because there's a uh, just kind of how phases kind of work within the weightlifting schedule. Uh, like right now, I'm just trying to move everything as fast as I can. So I'm running sets of, sets of five at like 405 right now, just trying to move it as fast as I can. So we'll kind of see like when that progresses into the next offseason uh i'm sure hopeful though i'd love to hit 600 wow that'd be
0: fantastic if you could be insane that
2: that 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 hurts my soul because i was just thinking i should get back into getting in shape and i was going to start with like maybe 20 (laughs) push-ups so (laughs) deadlifting 600 that makes me feel bad and old but i'm not a professional athlete and i'm certainly not close to making the major leagues so right yeah
3: max before we let
2: you go man
3: Give us the Chipotle order because I know oh, yeah. you're a big fan, big fan. You tweet about uh, it at least once a month. I feel like.
1: Yeah. So I had to put Chipotle in a little bit of a timeout over the winter um, because I went in, you know, I went in one day and uh, I ordered my bowl and I'm sitting at the cash register, cash register. Sorry. Uh, and I'm looking at the back and there are like four bags of chips sitting up there. I was like, Hey, uh, can I get a bag of chips with my bowl? And they look at me and they said no uh it's online order only you can only get chips and i said if i offer you cash right now i can't have one of those bags of chips and she goes nope those are for online orders only uh so since that day they have been a little bit of a timeout, uh but you know we've kind of rekindled the love i should say over the last week or so and uh oh let's see uh no rice no beans double chicken uh pico uh, corn guac cheese and then a bag of chips on the side so uh, right, stay away nice. from stay away from all those carbs and the rice and uh, just try to get the most nutritious meal from there as possible
2: i love it man i love it i love it very cool max bain we uh can't tell you how much we appreciate you coming on today we're so excited baseball's back we're looking forward to cactus league games we want to see you in some of this action here before the season starts and if we don't somehow see you or talk to you before your season starts, we want to wish you good luck. You know, health, thank you, good pitching, a great summer, and we'll see you at the big leagues hopefully very, very soon. Thanks so much, man.
1: Thank you guys for having me on. Uh, don't Twitter search Khalil Mack. Don't do it. Oh. I'm, I'm just letting you know you're going to be disappointed.
0: No. Thank
1: you guys for having me on. This has been outstanding. Uh, the Lions are going to enjoy not seeing Khalil Mack on the other side of the ball. So thank you, guys. <laughs> Appreciate you guys. Oh,
2: no. <laughs> uh. All right. Hey, four
1: more years till any of us can win the division anyway, so it's all good.
2: Oh, jeez. Yeah. All right. Oh, thanks for checking out the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by PointsBet. Bet. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. Big thanks to Max Bain. We would appreciate a five star review. And most of all, guys, baseball is back.
1: Let's go. Back,
2: back baby.